0: Okay. <laughs> All right. Hello there ladies and gentlemen everybody in between and outside. My name is Eric Brent West and welcome to I believe this is episode 4 of the bandwidth podcast on the podcast. In the flash here today we have Mr. Tyson Ray Boursbroom from Lethbridge, Alberta. Yes. He's uh, I once described him as a as a gritty Vance joy and he he said that he took that description pretty well. I like that. You like that description? I didn't... uh, No one had ever described me as anything before, so I thought it was a good start. A good place. A good place to begin. Mm -hmm. So, for somebody that hasn't heard your music before, has never met you, what's like the one-minute pitch? Like, why, why should these people listen to your music? Why should they come out to a show if they see you on a bill somewhere? I try to keep a very wide
1: variety you know the slow songs almost like a like a two-step dance song but then also i have the the pickup jams with the kick drum and and the uh the heavier chords but you know i i have an indie folk style and I, i can't really bring myself to really say that i'm too close to anyone but i draw a lot of influences from you know, the Shaky Graves and the Ben Howards try to try to get my picking going. But um, if you come out, you're 100% going to have a good time. We always get the crowd going. We get our highs and lows, and we uh, go on a little journey together. So
0: it's there always a fun time. That's sweet. Yeah. I would go. I would go to one of those <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, this weekend, you were in Edmonton for Folk Fest. Yeah. Man, yeah. that's, that's going to be pretty inspiring i mean especially as yeah. an artist i think it's always inspiring to watch yeah some very. of those some of those people you're listening to perform and do their thing
1: um you know ckua was there so that's uh, a huge influence for me trying to get some some plays on uh on stations like that but uh, there's some pretty low profile artists there so it, it gives you a lot of hope that you know me artists like me and artists like you could you know maybe be playing next year so i think that uh you know low profile festivals like that are are absolutely necessary for for artists like us and you know i had such a good time there mm-hmm. really 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 good time
0: yeah would, i would imagine that it's almost hard not to be intimidated when you go to those things by by those people mm-hmm. i know do you find that you get intimidated when you go to Like, those kinds of things, does it make you discouraged? It's like, I'll never be on a main stage, or does it Uh, give you a little more of a drive?
1: I don't don't think so, yeah. I think it just gives me more of a drive. Just, you know, it keeps giving me inspiration, you know, stuff to be writing songs with, but... Mm you know you can't uh, can't be discouraged by by like those those bigger festivals and and the bigger name artists you just got to try to stay humble and just stay grounded and just keep writing and just
0: keep working it just kind of gives me more drive yeah that's definitely mm-hmm. that's a good way to to take it mm-hmm. i think it's it's tough, especially for a lot of people that are just wanting to get into music and they'll mm-hmm. go to concert or whatever and they'll see it in a different way and then that's kind of a very intimidating thing so mm-hmm. that's good that you have that mindset where yeah you know you Absolutely. can go to those kinds of experiences and try and draw some some positivity from it and some kind of gives you a kick in the pants a little bit yeah that's sweet well uh it seems like your ep since it was released has been steadily gaining some
1: ground yeah yeah it has been um i released it the end of february i believe when we did the cd release and uh since then yeah it's doing not too bad on spotify um i was gonna do um like a music video or something to try to gain a little bit of traction but it kind of fell to the wayside um i've been working on some new material for next album hopefully no No dates on that, but just writing as much as I can whenever the inspiration strikes me, so um, People have been really really enjoying the new songs as much as they've been enjoying the uh, the old songs, but um, Hopefully I'm gonna get some singles recorded maybe at the end of August Maybe early September. I gotta go to uh, Vancouver and meet with these these one guys called one song series so it uh it should be should be a pretty good time and then doing um something in Cooldale with the cottonwood studio guys so it's um yeah it's gonna be fun there's definitely some exciting stuff coming and uh as well as the old album doing uh doing really well mm-hmm. yeah yeah i'm enjoying yeah. it playing lots of shows so that I can uh can't ask for anything else
0: yeah definitely so how long has that album been out now it's been
1: uh, the end, the end of February, so... Oh, end of February, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. so, was that five months? I'm, I'm by counter, it's so... It's getting it's getting up there. Yeah. Think you got. <laughs>
0: end of February, so you got March, April, May, June, July, August. So it's almost six months, yeah. coming yeah. up on six months here. Mm-hmm. Do you... Is there anything from that album or kind of in relation to the creation and release of that album that you wish would have been better in hindsight? Um, is there things that, you know, going back that you wish that you could change? Do you wish there, there was maybe another song that you feel like would fit well?
1: Um, I feel like the the song selection that I did was really was really good. Um, Ain't Right, which is the, the first song on the album, almost didn't make it. And it's um, it's been one of the better ones in on the album, so I'm really glad that it was on there. One of the only things that I would change probably would be... Well, I wanted it to be you know, something that I could recreate live. I didn't want anything to be like too misconstrued at all. So I didn't want to do like the full band on yeah, there. Didn't want to do too complicated yeah, of production on but, it. But uh, talking with artists, they say that it's it's very, very common to do like a full full band album and then and then just do live shows by yourself. So I think for the next album, I'll get some, some friends to uh, lay some drum tracks and some lead guitars and stuff. So I think it'll be a little bit more dynamic. Um, besides that, I don't know, I, I was going to maybe change the the guitar tones a little bit just to make it um, a little bit more similar to some of the artists that I try to follow. But I, th- I think that I like just keeping it like raw, just doing it yeah. as a very acoustic album. I think that that, uh, that worked out well. Yeah, came out the way I wanted it to. So yeah, I read a review about the
0: album. I forget what it was. It was on some website. Mm-hmm. Where they talked about like pretty much exactly that, how there was like it wasn't like overly produced, mm-hmm. there was like really good mm-hmm. solid thing to do for yeah, a you, debut E P that yeah. was like essentially self produced. Yeah, you get what you get. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But it's a it's a good place to start. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to start yeah, somewhere. Sure. Rather rather put something out, I think, especially as a singer songwriter. Yeah. Way rather put something out that's really simple. Like little to no production needed so then that way something's out there and then you can kind of build from there i like i like the idea
1: of not that i want them to not listen to the album but if they you know take the time to listen to the album and then that brings them to a live show i like that i can overly impress them at a live show but also the fact that i've been i've been you know growing and becoming more dynamic and the live shows have been getting better so i like that you know if they if they take the time to listen to the album and then they come out to a show that um that they'll be impressed. At least I hope that they will. Mm-hmm, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean,
0: they know they know what to expect a little mm-hmm. bit from you. Yeah. Just from listening to the album. Yeah. For sure. Well, that's good. Almost six months out. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So that's still fresh with the new with the new stuff that you have coming. You mentioned doing some more experimental stuff. I know that we talked about that. Yeah. Is, um are those tracks that you're kind of doing? Oh, let I'm gonna slow my roll here. <laughs> so yeah you were talking about how you were working with an edm producer yeah and um where do you think that's gonna fit in your next album or is it just gonna be a single Um, or are you trying to kind of still figure that out i I
1: think that that'll end up being a side project um we'll have to make a name for it but uh no um a dj friend of mine um we were just talking about well maybe getting together and doing some collabs and um, I'm really excited about it because I've been, you know, listening to a lot of the the Bonavers and, and the Dermot Kennedys, and you know, like a two feet artist where it has like a folk vibe, but then you know it has it has a, a backing track with like some some vocal hits and some bigger drops. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm really really into that stuff. So I think that it would be a side project. I would kind of keep doing my music. And then when we get together and we do jam sessions and whatever comes out there, comes out there and I'll just keep working on, on my own
0: stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that while you're doing that, do you ever think like oh, if, you, if you like it mm-hmm. and you enjoy the mm-hmm. sound that gets created, mm-hmm. do you ever feel like you might kind of lean that way when you're writing? Yeah. Because yeah, I mean, you yeah. kind of have that. I mean, when you talk about Dermot Kennedy, you kind of have that same vibe in, mm-hmm. in that, like, it's very, like, the baritone voice, mm-hmm. it's very, a little bit darker, mm-hmm. right? So I think it's yeah. a good, it's a good little sub yeah. I think, of the yeah. folk world. If it, if it went that
1: way, I definitely would not, uh, would not turn it down. I've, I've always thought that I, if I ever got together with a band, that I might go in a more of an electronic way. I always thought it would be a little bit more, um... Folsey, i guess or i can't remember what uh the national did a little side project i can't remember what that was called but something i'm more on like that electronic side not quite like a fuss the people but Foles is like a really good really good example Mm -hmm.
0: yeah it's definitely something to keep in mind something to be open to yeah i'm i'm excited wherever it goes yeah definitely so just how do you how do you stay open as an artist to things of that nature so like collaborations with others thinking about switching up genres stuff like that cuz i know a lot of people when they first get into writing and releasing albums and stuff they're very heavy on making sure that their brand genre wise that they stick yeah. to their guns yeah. right it's, so how do you how do you kind of navigate through that or what I don't know What's I, your mindset I, I try
1: to I don't really try to like Stay in any particular lane Just kind of whatever comes out Is whatever comes out You do want it to be roughly still in your wheelhouse in your genre but uh if anything came out that was like too different i don't think that i would really stray away from it i have written songs or or you know written riffs and they've came out and i can hear right away that it's like overly poppy which i would never want it to be poppy i think i could always keep it more to the towards that folk side but um i don't know usually my songwriting um approach is is very not unique but but weird i guess so Mm. whenever i'm singing the lyrics it'll usually come out what i want or even weirder which which i i I like it on that on that (laughs) weirder spectrum of things on that side Um, of the yeah i think that that if you have a a different kind of dynamic approach to to singing the lyrics in a weird unconventional way mm. I, I really like that style you know Boniver used it a lot and you know I'm a big fan of Ziggy Alberts uses it a lot like mm. you said Dermot Kennedy you definitely
0: just I feel like it allows you to be a lot more creative that mm-hmm. way especially when I don't know it's really weird as as songwriters to not try and get so caught up in that process even mm-hmm. though that process is really important mm-hmm. you have to be okay with however that process comes to pass right? yeah I w- I would like to reference Mumford
1: & Sons because like when they came out and they were like so folky with like the banjo and everything and then while their mind came out and like there like there's people that hated it and there's people that loved it because they wanted them to stay in their lane and they wanted them to still be folky but I think that no matter what you have to embrace the change because artists are always gonna gonna develop
0: and become right. different and I feel like you have to be open-minded to wherever you're gonna go. Mhm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, artistic integrity is huge in that too, right? Mm-hmm. If that's the direction that you want to go, mm-hmm. as an artist, you really don't really have anybody to answer to. Yeah. You yeah. Exactly. Can flip them the you bird and be like, you know what? I'm writing this music because I want to. Exactly. If yeah. you, yeah. and if you if you stay you know, in that
1: one little pigeonhole, then it can also leave you behind because music's changing so much and yeah. and
0: people, they always want something new and fresh. Yeah, they want variety, mm-hmm. definitely. Mm-hmm. And it's always, about I've, I always find it nice when one of my favorite artists can provide that for me because mm-hmm. I'm already such a big fan. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mumford & Sons is a big example of that. Mm-hmm. I'm, another band that comes to mind is Coldplay and mm-hmm. just like they're mm-hmm. kind of, Album by album, really just jumping from genre yeah. to genre, yeah. And like, yeah, it takes a while to grow on me, but I'm re- I realize more and more that it really showcases like what an artist can do when yeah, they can just swap exactly. around like that. Yeah, if they just yeah, like you're talking about, if they just stay in their lane. You're just like okay, <laughs> like I know exactly what your next album is gonna be like. Yeah. There's like there's no anticipation. There's yeah. nothing. To really look forward to yeah right. if it's if it's
1: just it just sounds like it's the same songs like i think that that uh, vance joy for example i think that his new album sounds a lot like his like his first album mm. not that i would want him to change but you know i expected him to hit you with a little bit something fresh you yeah, know what I mean definitely like and there's uh, some
0: different vibes to a couple of the songs mm-hmm, but I, mm-hmm. I completely agree yeah, that came to yeah, my mind but i'm like i don't really want to bash yeah, vance yeah <laughs> no 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 i would never uh, i would never bash vance vance joy is pretty cool yeah he's cool <laughs> yeah, there you go.
1: But Ben Ben Howard is a good example of that too. I felt like he he came full circle. He went like a little bit electronic. Yeah. He went folky and then used the electronic stuff a little bit more, and then he kind of kind of came back. So I, I like like yeah. how he
0: did that. Iver is pretty good example. Of mm-hmm. a guy that has done both very very well and kind of he puts his own spin on it. Right. It's yeah, not yeah. like. It's not like he's making Chainsmokers music when he kind of like stepped into the electronic music realm. It was very much still Bonnie Bear. Yeah. Right. So
1: when I saw him in Calgary, there was like just it was just like a like a huge like orchestra type setting. And there was just like so many instruments and it was almost had the electronic vibe, but almost just because like the lights and stuff that they had. But uh, no, it was still like super folky. But with that, like,
0: hard-hitting, it was really, really cool. It was really, really cool. Yeah, it's definitely... I like how artists that are really true artists can still kind of push their own brand through Mm -hmm. whatever genre you throw at them, Mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, like, 22 a Million, that Mm -hmm. Bonnie Bear album, even though it was so very very different from yeah, anything that yeah. he's ever done you still knew it was bonnie bear yeah because it sounded still sounded like bonnie bear it was just a difference yeah yeah we well just so and has such like a a unique voice too you can always mm-hmm. just you can always just know it's instantly recognizable yeah, yeah. so it's kind of i'm sure it's cool as an artist now that's kind of just like up and coming and developing mm-hmm. where you can kind of start to branch out and yeah. uh, i feel like it really solidifies who you are as an artist when you reach out and collaborate with other mm-hmm. people and you take mm-hmm. things that you like from that collaboration you take things from a yeah. co-writing session right yeah well i haven't i haven't really collaborated
1: uh, nearly as much as i would have liked to so far yet so so it's nice and i'm i'm branching out a little bit and, and meeting mm-hmm. some new artists and and trying some different things so i'm excited
0: for it definitely well you we'll just you know, we we'll old change gears here yeah together yeah it was a lot of talk about <laughs> artistry and things of that nature so you bought a house in lethbridge I did you're settling down there hey? Sett- settling down it just i don't know
1: i was i was gearing up to to do some traveling and stuff and and i'm still uh still working for my dad so it kind of locks me down there for a little bit, but I don't know. I, I don't think I would say that I really have a five-year plan, but um, I would like to get out of Lethbridge eventually. I think that I would just turn that into like a university rental house per se once uh-huh. it's all finished and I get the yard and the garage and everything done. But uh, I would like to get out to probably probably like a Vancouver or a Calgary or something like that. Uh-huh. But um, Edmonton would always be good, but. Change up the scene, just like just focus on music a little bit more. But I feel like Lethbridge is a good place for me to get my roots down and, mm-hmm. and you know, play consistently at those those slices and those owls. Just to, you know, gain a little bit of traction. Some little bit small time before I can get into some more of a big city. So I'm definitely not planning on mm-hmm. settling settling down. I might you know head back there eventually or keep that home. But uh, yeah, no, definitely stray out to pretty um, much music more mm-hmm. in a different city somewhere definitely in the somewhat near future somewhat near future
0: <laughs> and when Tyson says slices and owls that's a uh, oh, couple yes. of the uh, the bars <laughs> on I Lethbridge should, I should elaborate for all that. the non-Lethbridgeians <laughs> it's kind of just the bar cycle that most yeah the uh, most musicians will play they'll just the, alternate between the, good, the two the good hipster yeah. places to play in town mm-hmm <laughs> yeah well i i completely agree with you and you say that Lethbridge is a great place to put down your roots and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of excellent people in the music industry there Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of i mean those those two bars that you talked about right there those are good stomping grounds to have as a musician you get to yeah see some pretty cool acts come through yeah is there is there anything between those two venues what's like your top three like not might not be like an opener what's like the top three shows that you've played Uh, what venue and with who top show for sure
1: was the cd release um played there with kevin uh huron which nobody's gonna know who kevin huron is because he's the most we call him the smoke signal underground underground hipster (laughs) ever (laughs) doesn't have any any form of social media you won't find him anywhere besides uh at a show but that was phenomenal pretty much sold out the owl that time that was um it's it started me off almost a little uh a little ahead of myself because i was like is this is this like what it's always going to be like they're they're going (laughs) to be showing up yeah I'm always you know, going to pack this house every I was, yeah, single time yeah, I, was, I play. I was, you know, going back and forth with people like, oh, no, just hold on a sec. Like, Like, everybody wants your attention. And, like, I'm not trying to sound like that, but just the fact that it was, like, the first time that I had really got the CD out there, so I had a lot of people to talk to. And yep. I was like, oh, oh my God, this is this is real now. This, this is it. Is, this is, this Every is time it.
0: people see my name on a bill, yeah. <laughs> they're going to come out and they're going to want to talk to me and just then, like
1: this. And then you come to Edmonton and you play for four people and you instantly humbled. Instantly yeah, exactly. Humbled. <laughs> I, I do remember that show. Um, besides that, I had a really good show uh, at The Slice actually recently. I opened up for... Um, James Sweeney was playing and uh, Chris True And um, yeah, like a lot more people showed up than expected. And it was the first time that I was uh, testing out the waters with my new uh, mic mechanic pedal. And um, it just resonated really well in there. And. Um, The new owner, Derek uh, Hoyle there, he's really like zoning in his skills on the the soundboard and everything just came together like super, super well. We were just riding that rim of of getting too much feedback and it was just really resonating in the place and I I had a really good time with it. Um, For a third best, I don't know, probably probably the show that i had with you at the owl there that was a pretty good time i wasn't and i wasn't digging for that by the way <laughs> that's not just like
0: what was the best show that you played if you don't say it was the one what that you it? played with me well, i'm gonna yeah. be very angry <laughs> actually
1: we, we had a pretty good time at your cd release too that was
0: probably uh oh my god and and kevin played that too yeah, yeah. it was just um, just about a year ago yeah, yeah yeah that was that was a good time that was a good time we that was that no was problem. probably
1: yeah that was probably better i probably didn't play as well as i did the, the next oh, one yeah. the well, I mean, <laughs>
0: your, your cd release was like six months later yeah so you had six months more of performing experience mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. but yeah there's definitely it seems like you're playing there a lot like not only at the owl but at the slice I, as well yeah i try to bug uh derek at
1: the slice and steve at the owl quite regularly to make sure that I sneak in once a month (laughs) you gotta get your reps in that's what it's all about yeah totally and it it always it always gives you that little extra motivation for Mm -hmm. for songwriting and and for you know trying to reach out to to Calgary venues and Edmonton venues and stuff I would I would really like to get out I was thinking about doing something this summer, but it's just been so, so busy. And, and now with trying to get the, the music videos together and stuff like that. But in like November, December, depending on where the where the albums and, and songwriting and recording everything is going, I would like to get out to like the, the Fernies and the Cranbrooks and the Crescens. Just need to kind of figure out venues and, and try yeah. to tie everything together. Just do, you know just something like like what the the Silkstones Stones event from Lethbridge just has done just yeah for four or five shows just like get out get out yeah, just for do a little just, thing yeah just go yeah. for
0: five or six days definitely yeah it's uh it's kind of a different it's a different thing altogether when you're trying to book your own stuff like that it's kind of it's, a, it's definitely a challenge yeah um especially when you're first breaking into things and you, I mean you get really familiar with you know like in lethbridge with the slice and the owl so well, like i know even just changing cities for me when i moved yeah. from lethbridge to edmonton mm-hmm. i had no idea where yeah. people went to listen to <laughs> live music it did still take i still don't know everywhere well there's lots of those little hole in the wall places that it's, yeah are really know. good and there's obvious there's the obvious ones like the bigger venues mm-hmm. that you want to go play but there's You've always got to research for that in between that you can perform all that right yeah well like you don't you don't know like who to talk to or or what venues
1: to to reach out to and then you know there's venues that book like two months at a time and then there's venues that book up like six months at a time so it's tough to, to line it all up and i don't really know how you go about you know, tell me what dates you have open, and then you have to talk to the other four places. Yeah, see what dates they have open,
0: mm-hmm. and then you know try to yeah. coordinate all Book- of that. Booking agents have their work cut <laughs> out from them. Man. <laughs> it's not a, there's uh there's a reason why musicians hire uh, those diy yeah. do
1: it yourself it's tricky business they man. make it sound easier than it is they always make it sound easier <laughs> than it is
0: that's not that's untrue. they never make it sound easy they all say that it's very very hard it yeah. is a very difficult thing to do to try and book a tour definitely no matter what the scale mm-hmm. when me and max hopkins we did our I, I used the term tour very loosely because we played <laughs> a total of two shows (laughs) we were just like okay we're gonna book five shows hired a booking agent and just nothing stuck absolutely nothing stuck Mm -hmm. for the weekend that we wanted to do so yeah we played the owl and then we played our basement (laughs) and that was it that was our tour <laughs> that was the tour but we we had planned it like probably four or five months out and we were like yep yeah, this is when we're gonna do it we were calling places and yeah. nothing was sticking for that weekend yeah. so it's like really really hit and miss yeah it's kind of a I don't know it's not something I know strategies for because I'm not yeah. really good at it I do so. know I, I think that it would be almost even more difficult but you
1: almost have to try and do like the house shows like I was doing um well, a friend, a friend now, Zach Klessinger. I I played with him at the uh, the flat here or in Lethbridge, mm. yep. and uh, when he when he came through, he did uh, thirty days. He went from the west coast. They live in uh, Vancouver. Him and Tandy, super super nice people, mm. and um, they came all the way to like Saskatchewan and back, and they had like thirty. 30 dates probably something like that maybe like 26 oh wow and um they had like a lot of house shows like I think that like I think Zach did a lot of it himself and and I think that they relied on you know talking to other artists and seeing where they've played and just like reaching out to people yeah and you gotta um,
0: you gotta make those kind of close to home yeah. kind of connections with people just, it's just the weirdest connections just that you finding find. people that have yeah. houses it's like hey can i use your, can I use your living room <laughs> yeah. on this day she's <laughs> like oh i have this friend of a friend in yeah. thunder bay ontario exactly i'll call exactly. them and be like hey yeah can we borrow your basement yeah, you yeah. just yeah. for this one night yeah that's cool <laughs>
1: try to get some some local attention
0: mm-hmm. it's yeah, a great way funny. to to I mean like you when you played at the flat I'm mm-hmm. sure that you kinda got that vibe or it's just a great way to make connections with people and like mm-hmm. super, super good connections mm-hmm. with people, right?
1: I, I think that it's I don't know, I think that I like the the big live setting just because it's well, for its obvious reasons, but my I can when I let my voice out it's just so loud that I feel like I can't really let it out when it's at like a house party and that you kind of feel restrained yeah yeah yeah. so you know Zach and and Larissa especially she was so good at controlling her voice to go high but in kind of a subtle way right so i haven't uh quite got to that extent of control yet i'm yeah i'm still a
0: young artist <laughs> it's good practice though mm-hmm, right? mm. I th- yeah the i remember how much i was sweating the first <laughs> concert i played it was just the all eyes are on you and mm. there's absolutely nothing else for them to do they can't talk to the bartender you know like at a pub or whatever they yeah, play it's exactly. like they're here <laughs> They're they're listening they're to are staring at you. Yeah, there's, there's nowhere to look. That's why I always close my eyes. <laughs> I always close my eyes. And I just sing blind. Yeah, that's
1: exactly <laughs> it. <laughs> or just say that I need to. I need to work on that. Try yeah. to try to make a connection. But if yeah. I look anyone in the eyes, it's just like instantly. Yeah, lyrics are
0: gone. Yeah, they, they stole my soul. As Your soon as I are, look at them are. Armpits are just soaked. <laughs> <laughs> you're just on the floor. Absolutely nothing you can do. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's tricky, but. I th- that's like a huge reason why I like house concerts so much is because it just forces you to connect with people mm-hmm. it teaches you that lesson as an artist so much faster than you would playing yeah, like bars and totally. stuff like it's because you're in you're in, first of all you're in somebody's house mm-hmm. so you have to at least talk to the person that owns the house yeah. and then the person that owns the house is going to introduce you to other people that yeah. they know you know it's like there's no way around it you have to talk to people yeah you try to do
1: that as much as possible Mm -hmm. it's even even when you do at live venues try to talk to people afterwards but it's difficult people people are really shy and you know you're Mm -hmm. shy and you never really never really make that connection sometimes half the time yeah. even though you want to you can see people someone looking at you like they kind of want to talk to you and then and then they just end up leaving you're like oh, okay like they didn't they didn't come say just go say hi always yeah. just go go say hi it's always good to just go talk, talk to, to people we're definitely uh, me i'm i can't speak for you but i'm 10 times weirder than you think that i am so if you come and talk to me trust me it won't be that bad yeah yeah but the same goes for me i should just go and talk
0: to you guys so yeah, it's definitely it's 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 really hard to get over that hump maybe mm-hmm. right? you're just like how oh, should i mm-hmm. should i go talk to that person well i and it's it's always so much better when you just do because yeah. i mean the worst that can happen is that they just turn around and don't talk to you yeah it's like cool you can yeah. learn how to take rejection i i used to wow well, i still am it's it's, it's tough nausea
1: sometimes but the uh the fangirling if you you know go and meet the artists, like I know that you, I'm sure that you had a little fangirl moment when you uh, when you went to go see Donovan Woods. Oh yeah. So you know it's it's tough to, to treat those those bigger artists like yeah. normal. But I I, I think I'm really- I'm getting I'm getting better at it. I, I meet I met uh, Royal Wood recently which is an artist from both the about the same area. I think it's like a, a Sarnia Kingston um mm-hmm. area and he was just so so grounded and such mm-hmm. a nice guy so if you just realize that they're that they're that's what, what everybody says they're just like they're, they're just normal people they're just regular people <laughs> like you and me but they're, yeah, they're I, not regular people it cause doesn't because they, they have two million monthly <laughs> listeners on spotify so they're not the same okay. they're not the same kind have, of person you have to realize this yeah it's like,
0: <laughs> they wrote one of my favorite songs this man is a god <laughs> a god yeah that's that yeah, that's exactly how i felt when mm. i tried to talk to donovan mm. woods when yeah. i went to his show and i mean i talk i i, I say that like we're friends and mm-hmm. we're not friends yeah and even, we probably wouldn't even remember being that's totally fair no. No. but it's like i yeah it was like there's so much anticipation and stuff like that but mm-hmm. that, like how warm he was and how willing mm-hmm. he was to just act like We had known each other Mm -hmm. I was just like Hey how's it going He's like Oh what's up bro And I'm just like You've never met me Like, Why are you talking Mm -hmm. to me like this And I asked him about that And he's like i'm like and when did you know that you wanted to become a musician he's like i never really knew and i don't think it has to be your true calling or anything yeah he's like you just gotta love it enough and you gotta love like this kind of thing yeah he's talking to somebody yeah he's like if you like that enough then you're golden he's like anybody can get up there and sing and play guitar yeah i i think that it's it's a weird concept and
1: i don't really know if it'll if it'll ring true but i've thought sometimes that you know i might not be the best you know, guitar player or the best singer, but if you're just like a like a good person, you know, like if you're just like super genuine and kind to your fans, and just like engage them, mm. and don't don't be that that stuck up person. Like always stay humble. I think that that'll go a long way. Oh, it totally. You know what does. I mean? It totally. Like does. you can you can not be the best artist, but you can be like like a really generous and and kind and loving artist and
0: it'll i think it'll take you places yeah definitely it creates a loyalty in your fans right Mm -hmm. because they know that you're Mm -hmm. the kind of person Mm -hmm. you know they attach your personality to the music when Mm -hmm. they meet you Mm -hmm. right it's different with bigger artists because most of the time they don't get to meet those people in yeah yeah you know that's why i love love doing that doing
1: the um (laughs) i love you guys so much you look so beautiful so so thankful that you came and and I'm gonna finish up here and I'm gonna come get
0: drunk with you. So let's have a good time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I love that one. Yeah, <laughs> you're just yeah. Cause in the end, you really are just a part of that. Mm-hmm. You know the people that you're playing to. You're you're gonna be sitting. At the exact same bar with them when you're done, right? Yeah, there's nothing high and mighty really about being a musician. 100 percent the same. You got to be a a people person. You got to be for the people. (laughs) You're just on the other side
1: of the stage sometimes. Yeah, I'm. I'm I'm always the the one watching, but sometimes, sometimes
0: I play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's that's a big that's a major key in Mm -hmm. the words of T.J. Kelly. Major key. For sure. Well, you've been writing some new songs. Mm-hmm. You're performing them already, mm-hmm. which is pretty crazy. Are they? What's your What's your songwriting process like? When you were kind of coming up with those things, like, is there any? It's, is there any rituals that you go through where you're just like, I'm gonna sit down and write a song, and you just do? No, like a certain thing, or does it just? It's It's weird. I I worry sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, about
1: structurally if they're not intricate enough because i tend to write really fast um Mm -hmm. i'll I'll sit down like i'll never make a time to like write a song right it'll just be i'll sit down on the couch and the mood will strike me and you know a concept or an idea will be in my head that's like a good song you know starting point and then I'll just, you know, whatever kind of flows out onto the guitar and it'll usually end up happening in, in an hour or two and it'll just be, just be bang done. And if I, if I don't finish the lyrics like that, that day or in that like sitting, then I won't finish the song. Like if I, mm. if I'm struggling with making any lyrics or anything, I usually just end up scrapping it. Cause if it doesn't, if the mood doesn't strike you in my case, then it's, it's not going to happen. So I just usually, you know, the mood strikes me and then I sit down and it just, just bangs out real, real, real fast. Mm-hmm. So I worry that it's like the songs aren't intricate enough because it's usually just like a lyrical concept will hit me and then whatever flows out onto the guitar. Right. And then, um, yeah, just usually get the chorus out and then focus on some lyrics for the, for the verse. And then usually if I'm just, just going through it, the bridge will usually speed out there with some, you know little D hammer ons or something. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, no, it's usually usually pretty fast, pretty simple. And um, yeah, it's back to where you were saying that I was playing the new songs already. It worries me a little bit. Well it doesn't it doesn't worry me, but it's not something that a conventional artist would go about. But I was just so excited about these new songs right. and, and I played them to open mics and everybody liked them and I don't have yeah. too many songs for um, Live shows and stuff. So right. it, it was easy to, to add to that bill. But now my worry was I, some people would be at shows and they'd come up to me afterwards and they'd be like, hey, like that second last song you played, like that new one, I really, really enjoyed that. Like, when am I going to get to hear that? Like, when's that going to be on Spotify or SoundCloud yeah. or something? And I'm like,
0: i don't know yeah, yeah i i don't know <laughs> i kind of I've had this similar experience mm-hmm. where a lot of i mean when i, I only released a four song ep mm-hmm. and then that's not a nearly enough songs to no. fill a set you, you, and you don't want to <laughs> be playing of yeah, yeah yeah maybe throw in two or three in your 45 exactly set. so yeah. i mean you always have those songs, but mm-hmm. I think that where where you're at and this is free advice mm mm-hmm you don't have to take it that's <laughs> uh, a Craig Cardiff thing mm-hmm. he's like is free advice you can throw it back in my face because <laughs> I don't this is just my opinion mm-hmm. but that's such a good way to go about your songwriting mm-hmm. I think when you perform them right away because mm-hmm. you find out where they're bad (laughs) where Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there could be like a rough patch and like Mm -hmm. a transition to Mm -hmm. a verse or like the way that you're saying something Mm -hmm. and you never know when you're just sitting there by yourself yeah and then the second that you try and sing it to somebody else or Mm -hmm. or especially in front of a crowd Mm -hmm. it's got to come easier Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and then you get instant feedback from people like that because they they know it's new yeah and
1: i I think that thinking about it now i haven't really but if you play those songs before they're released at all, then that that live setting is the only time that those people are gonna get to hear those songs. So, it, you know, on on a, a positive note, that can definitely get people coming back. You know, totally. that's the only time they're gonna get to hear that song, and it also build up anticipation for if when you actually release it and you know maybe they'll listen to it more maybe they'll listen to it less but there's definitely glass half full things about uh,
0: playing it beforehand for sure Mm -hmm. I mean you can you can take the conservative route with it and I mean you know like not play them at all just play mm. the stuff that's out so mm. then people have things mm. to listen to mm. but you're right it totally mm. builds up that anticipation when yeah. they're like i haven't heard that one before and they might ask you about it and you might say hey it's not out at all yeah but watch for it yeah and then think, if they're really interested they'll come back that's the key
1: i think uh i think in in situations like ours i think that i would do it differently on like a third album but um, as <laughs> well, my coffee rock <laughs> that went down the wrong too. For sure. But um, if it's like you're doing your first two albums, like we're basically doing it because we don't have enough songs for our shows. But on like a third album, I would like to build up some more anticipation. Once you actually have those. You know 15 20 songs that you you have your your full set so you can throw a f- couple covers in mm-hmm. then you know try to build up some anticipation for for you know oncoming right. singles
0: yep for sure
1: third debut album you kind of already talking about third when i th- haven't even written a th- no, third debut a second, but uh, <laughs> your uh, your third would it be it wouldn't be your, your is
0: it a sophomore i think your no, sophomore is your second, second. one I don't know if there's technically I a term for I the don't, third album. I, don't know these I feel things. like it's just American, called your third album. American university high school terms. terms. I, I, know, I, I guess it is university, things. isn't it? <laughs> it's like a junior. I think, I think they do do it as yeah, like I, a junior. It's like a junior, sophomore. Um, and no, freshman. Freshman. Junior. Sophomore. And then... Senior? Senior. So I think sophomore is and the is, correct is term the for your third mm-hmm. album. I think it is. I did, that's it, the, I did it live this time. That's the testing time. ground. I did it live this time. You I got it live. <laughs> for once. For once he did for it live for and got it once right. I do not do it live often. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, you build up that repertoire too. Mm-hmm. The more that you write songs, the more that you just put stuff out. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're proud of it, by all means, put it out there for people yeah. to listen to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, no reason in holding back, right? No. Definitely. Well, we're kind yeah. of getting to the end here because we do want to get a live performance out of you while well, we still got some time here yes um a little little tidbit there stay tuned for that um, that'll be on panel with TV on YouTube it'll be the first live video that we've done really excited yes um so before we sign off here and we bid everybody adieu what uh, what can people expect from you in the next little bit here and uh, where can people find you on the internet
1: Uh, yeah, so I should be, should be recording, um, with one song series in Vancouver. Uh, just look up one song series, uh, on YouTube and I should be doing something with them late August, early September, should be released shortly after that. Uh, do a single with them and a little studio music video and, um, same with Cottonwood, Cottonwood Studios, they're at a Coldale, just look them up, Cottonwood Studios, on YouTube, and uh, we'll be doing probably another single, uh, studio type music video, maybe a little, little rustling around town, but uh, mostly studio stuff. Town rustling. Be another, uh, my be, favorite <laughs> time is town rustling. <laughs> another another single, um, and then hopefully getting a music video, music video, depending um, how much time my my good friend Brock Boot, Brock Boot, has in uh, in Calgary, busy 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 man, but I I need his artistic drive on a music video. He did my um, my CD release, or not my CD release, my CD artwork, and I was above and beyond happy with it. So uh, I don't think I want any other artistic vision on uh, a videography you got a guy type guy stuff. Yeah, I got a guy now. Yeah, stick he's, to it. He's not allowed to leave.
0: Yeah, locked in yeah where can people find you online if they're yeah. looking to follow you after this, yeah. after this lovely interview where
1: tyson ray boarsboom and uh spotify itunes all platforms i don't have any any stuff on youtube yet but uh the band camps if you want to download it for free soundcloud uh everywhere and anywhere follow me on Facebook, Tyson Ray boom, Same with Instagram, Tyson Ray boom. Please, please, that would be amazing. Listen to the album. There's going to be stuff coming soon. I know you guys are going to love it, so give it a listen. Let me know what you think. I'm always here to chat. I'm here for you. Man of the people. Man of the people. <laughs> Tyson Ray Borsboom. Well, we appreciate
0: that you came on the show. That yeah, you woke up a little bit me. earlier this, we, this we Saturday did, morning and uh, late folk fest and early podcast. That's right. That's that's a good way to live life. But yeah. You can uh, follow the podcast at Ben with podcast on Instagram. You can follow myself at Eric Brent West on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, As always, we have a new episode every Sunday. Uh, Follow us on Instagram to get a little sneak peek of what we're going to have going on next week. You can watch the video that we're going to be putting out with Tyson also uh, on Sunday. So this will be released tomorrow. Yes. So, on the Sunday, the video will be released on the exact same day. So, I'll put a link in the description um, so that way you can hop on over to our YouTube channel and watch the live performance. And that is what we're going to set up for right now. So, if you've made it this far, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week. Thank you.